Greetings, friend, and welcome to the Between the Covers podcast, where we're working every day to remove the self-limiting beliefs that are preventing us from becoming the heroes of our own stories. I am Marcus Barr, and today let's talk about how do we love ourselves? One of the things I have noticed with some of the people that I work with and absolutely in my own life is that we're often not that great about loving ourselves. Have you ever heard of the saying, we are our own worst critic? Yeah, that's ringing true for me a lot these days. And also with many conversations that I'm having that we are very critical of ourselves. We are not that great about expressing compassion or gratitude or even grace for ourselves, but it's something we will absolutely give to others. Let's talk about why. When I think about why we have this notion that we are so much more critical towards ourselves than towards anyone else, it reminds me of pride. I grew up in a conservative Christian household, and one of the things I grew up hearing a lot was the dangers of becoming proud. What happens when you are prideful? In the Christian tradition, pride was what brought Satan out of the grace of God into hell. And there's this stigma about being even remotely proud about something that you have done for yourself. It turns into a slippery slope, so to speak, that if you do express any kind of pride for the work that you've done, then you're going to become self-centered, narcissistic, and fall into the same traps that have brought about all of these stereotypes of proud people. Stereotypes that you're not going to be as loving, that you're self-centered, that you are sanctimonious, that you don't really think too much about other people or how they contributed to some of the work that you even did as well. There is so much of a self-centered nature when we think about pride. And that's a big part of my story. You may have experienced something different. Maybe you have different reasons why you struggle to love yourself. It's quite sad, really, how many times I have had conversations with men and when we talk about affirmations, giving ourselves some kind of praise or saying something good about ourselves, that they often struggle to find anything good that they can say about themselves. I have been in that boat many, many times. It's a very lonely and sad place to be. I remember in one of the therapy groups that I was a part of last year, 
I was challenged to look at my body in the mirror and affirm one thing that I liked about it. I never did that. I really struggled with finding anything that I liked about my physical appearance. And that's something I have dealt with for years since I was a child. And a lot of that came about because of the words and the messages that I received for decades. And it is unfortunate that for many of us, we have received very unhelpful messages that we aren't good enough, that we're not attractive, that we don't measure up, that we're always going to fall short, that we're not smart, that we're stupid, that we are unlovable, that we have to do X in order to receive this kind of love that we're looking for. Do any of those sound familiar? I could probably come up with more examples if I really thought about it. That was really what just came up to my mind in the moment. And they are not very kind messages. Conditional acceptance and conditional love. Jabs that are made at our appearance or our intellect or our performance. We are accustomed to negative attention. In fact, I would say more often than not, the messages and the attention that we receive are significantly skewed toward the negative instead of toward the positive. We hear more messages about what we can't do instead of hearing messages about what we can. We are told more often about what we are capable of doing from the perspective of someone else instead of hearing about what we could try and do. How can we try something different? How can we explore this new aspect of ourselves, this new skill, this new hobby? And we're often given messages that it's not right. I remember a conversation. I don't remember who it was with, but this was years ago. Someone had shared that they wanted to play more with their sister's dolls than they wanted to play with, what, matchbox cars, I think. He just wasn't into it. He wanted to play with the dolls. And I'm sure you can imagine the kind of attention that this young man received as a boy from his father about that. Because boys don't play with dolls. It's not manly enough. It's girly. You're a sissy. What are you? A woman? Those are very unhealthy and unhelpful messages. And yet, if those are the messages that we receive while we are growing up, 
then those are the messages that we are going to start believing about ourselves. As I continue to read what you say when you talk to yourself, one of the things that stands out to me is how we receive millions and millions of negative messages throughout our lifetime, possibly even just throughout our childhood. I was having a conversation with a client earlier this week, actually, where we were talking about that because we both have experience playing in competitive sports and football actually was the the topic because both of us were linemen and I remember I heard this from one of my coaches that if we are the members of the offensive or the defensive line we only get attention when we do something wrong. And the reason for that is because if we do something wrong, then the running back, the quarterback, the wide receivers, I don't even know many of the uh, defensive members of the team. These individuals don't get to or do what they are supposed to do as we're running these plays. And so we don't create the openings that the other members of the team need. And therefore, the reason why the play didn't go well is because of us. It's because of the linemen. It is because of the mistakes that we made. If the quarterback and the wide receivers and safeties and running backs, if all of these players are running the play, that we agreed to run and they get where they need to go and they make the play, then because those of us on the line, when we did our job properly, those other players are the ones who get the accolades because they're the ones who made the yards. They're the ones who completed the pass. They're the ones who got the touchdown. For someone like me, a very sensitive and empathetic individual who also had the body of alignment that coaches drooled over, that was not a good place for me to be. In fact, if I was given the opportunity, I never would have played football. But I had to play the sports because otherwise my parents would say that we were just going to come home and play video games and they didn't want us to spend our time doing that. So how do we change this? How do we change all of these negative messages that have turned into negative beliefs and make them positive? How do we begin to love ourselves? The first thing that I would say is become aware of what you're saying to yourself. In previous episodes, I've shared about I make a little mistake and just the rants and the tirades I go on internally of how I am beating myself to a pulp because of a little mistake that I made. If that's a habit that you find yourself falling into, then that's something that needs to change. How can you be gracious and generous and compassionate toward yourself? 
How can you acknowledge that you made a mistake and yet not make that become a part of your identity? How can you stop the typical negative messaging that you are just accepting as, well, this is me, this is how I am, this is how I've always been. How do we stop that? Is we have to first become aware that it's even happening and then come up with ways that you can love yourself. Change that language. Be a good person to yourself. In fact, I remember growing up hearing a lot about having to love your neighbor as yourself. And I often don't find people loving their neighbors very well because they don't know how to love themselves. And I would even challenge or we'll say hypothesize that all you have to do is take a look at how people are interacting in traffic to get an idea of how well people are loving themselves by how well they love people that they interact with when they are in traffic. It still amazes me how someone can be at a stoplight and within one second of the light turning green, someone behind them honks their horn to get their attention so that they can start driving. These are people that look at their neighbors as an inconvenience. These individuals are seeing others as obstacles to what they are trying to do. You're interrupting my time. You're preventing me from getting to this appointment or doing this obligation. And they don't treat them very nicely. And a likely reason why they treat others this way is because that's how they treat themselves. They scrutinize, they are critical, they judge, they condemn, and they shame in order to make themselves change their behavior or if not change or try and change, it reinforces these negative beliefs that they have about themselves. One thing we can start doing is just change how we even view ourselves. What would happen if you were to tell yourself, you know, I am a loving person. I am someone who other people can open up to. What if we were kind to our bodies? What if instead of looking at ourselves in the mirror and seeing something undesirable, seeing a person that we are just not comfortable being, what if we are actually to be compassionate to ourselves? If you look at yourself in the mirror, then 
you've survived, even with all of these things that you consider hangups, you have survived. You have lived to make it to today. And you can continue living to make it to tomorrow. Instead of just looking at ourselves through all of these negative values and beliefs that we have internalized, what if we started instead to look at ourselves as good people, good people who are flawed, good people who make mistakes, good people who will succumb to anger or overeating or overworking? What if we are, in fact, good people who weren't taught how to love and how to be compassionate? What if the role models that we had were teaching us to navigate our lives and the world around us in an inappropriate or unhealthy way? What if we are hypervigilant because we never felt safe? What if we are depressed because we have just believed over and over that we're not good enough, that no one actually loves us, that no one wants to be with us? Those are all very difficult messages. Those are all difficult beliefs for us to hold on to. And yet, over and over again, and in my own life as well, that's what's normal. And that's sad. That shouldn't be what's normal. That should be abnormal. That should be wrong. And at the same time, there are so many people who are flaky, who struggle to be available like they promised. There are people who struggle to commit, people who struggle with projects, who struggle with being emotional, who struggle with intimacy. There are individuals who are so used to sticking with their dissociative practices because they don't know how to be present with their bodies and their feelings. And that impacts how we navigate conversations and interactions with other people. One of the things that I want to challenge you on, and I'm challenging myself in this as well, I talk a lot about self-care. I talk a lot about how we need to take care of ourselves so that we are more available to the people that will inevitably need us. What I want to challenge you to do is to use self-compassion as a form of taking care of yourself. Come up with even three or five 
statements that you can say about yourself, how you can love yourself. How can you affirm yourself today? How can you ask someone else to affirm you? How can you receive the good messages that were not normal while you were growing up? How can you begin to change any self-loathing, condemnation, and judgment to be acceptance, love, and compassion? That is the main question that I have. How can you change these negative messages that many times weren't even your own so that you are investing more in yourself, in your self-worth, in your self-confidence so that you are able to be a much brighter and loving and compassionate and accepting individual. We need so many more people like that today. We need more people who are willing to get out of their comfort zone and cross those imaginary boundaries that set us apart so that it is us versus them in order to just love on each other. I am weary of just hearing over and over about individuals who have done something that is judged and criticized and loathed, that there is something innately wrong with someone else because of what they believe, because of how they live their lives, and we have too many people who are sticking their noses into the lives of others when they don't even have the bravery to analyze their own lives, how they're falling short. Or maybe that's what's driving the behavior. They know how much they're falling short, but it's easier to poke and prod at what others are doing instead of trying to make the changes in our lives. How can we become better people at loving ourselves so that we can better love others? That's the main question here. How can you love yourself better so that you can love others instead of bringing up your own garbage and applying it to a complete stranger or even a well-known family member. I feel like that got a little serious at the end here. And I am challenging myself with the same thing. I need some help in this area too. I need help in loving myself. I need help in better loving and accepting others. And one of the things I'm recognizing is I'm not able to love others as well if I can't love myself. So join me on this journey of self-love. Join me on this journey of acceptance. 
and let's see what happens. How can this change the world? How can this improve our families, our friendships? How can it improve our marriages? How can it improve our communities? And until next time, live strong for today. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you like what you're hearing and you're interested in working with me, there is a link to my website in the show notes and also a link just to schedule a free 50-minute one-on-one call with me. Let's get the conversation started. Also, please rate and review this podcast so more people are able to find it. Thank you so much, and I'm looking forward to talking with you again soon.